podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday after a Monday on which we found out that Thiago Alcantara is likely to miss six weeks. Now, whether that's actually six weeks or that is Liverpool doing what Liverpool tend to do and underplaying the severity of injuries, we'll have to wait and see. If it is six weeks, Thiago will miss seven league games and he will miss two Champions League games. It's worth noting that last season, we dropped points in 10 league games and Thiago missed eight of them. Our midfield is massively weakened without him. He is the best midfielder at the club. He's, I think, one of the two best midfielders in the league, along with Kevin De Bruyne. So to lose him is a blow, but it's a blow we knew was going to come at some point because Thiago gets injuries. That is just the fact of the matter. It's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, that we do need a new midfielder is that players like Thiago and Naby Keita get a lot of injuries. And because of those injuries, Liverpool have to manage those two players in a specific way. If we could put out a midfield of Naby, Fabinho and Thiago week after week, that would be an excellent midfield. Unfortunately, we can't do that. And the reason we can't do it is because of the injuries to Fab, or sorry, to Naby and to Thiago. Now, people will say, oh, well, Naby didn't have many injuries last season. Well, that's fair enough. But the reason he didn't have many injuries last season is that the club managed him by rotating him and Thiago. But Thiago still had injuries. If we look at Thiago over the last... Let's look at the last 10 years. Let's start with the 12-13 season. He played 1,900 minutes. That was his last season at Barcelona. 1,900 minutes. 13-14 then, he moves on to Bayern. Across all competitions, he plays 1,744 minutes. 25 games in all competitions. Only 16 league games. So he missed 18 league games in the Bundesliga. The following season, he played 761 minutes. 13 appearances. Only seven in the league. Moving on to 15 16, 2782 minutes, 42 appearances, 27 in the league, but only 1635 minutes in 27 appearances in the league. So they were managing him very, very carefully. This was Guardi or was Pep Guardiola trying to make up to him after he'd gotten injured the previous season 
Pep had rushed him back. He'd gotten re-injured. Pep rushed him back again, and he got hurt a third time. Move into 16-17. He plays 3,527 minutes. He's robust. He plays almost 2,300 minutes in 27 league games. 41 appearances across all competitions. He looks like he's over the injury problems. It looks like Bayern have figured out how to manage him. The following season, he's back down to 2,100 minutes. 32 appearances, 19 in the league, meaning misses 15 league games, only plays 1,242 minutes in league competition. Into 18-19 then, he plays 30 league games, the most he's played. He plays 2,400 minutes in the Bundesliga, 42 appearances across all competitions, 3,426 minutes. 1920 then is his last season with Bayern. He plays 2,975 minutes, 24 league games, 1,770 minutes, 40 appearances. Bayern have gotten him back on track a little bit. Then he joins us. In his first season with us, he plays 2,200 minutes, 24 league appearances, missing 14, 1,857 minutes in the league, 30 appearances in all competitions. Misses 14 league games. Last season, he plays 25 league games, so misses 13. 1,537 minutes, 2,386 minutes across all competitions. 39 games, 25 in the league, 10 in the Champions League, 4 in the league in the FA Cup. Now, 39, 39 games. We played 63 games last season. So he's missed 24 games. Some of them in the League Cup and such will have been by design. But remember, he got injured in the warm-up of the League Cup final. He wasn't fit for the Champions League final, but had to play because our midfield couldn't cope without him. Misses 13 league games. He is... An incredible footballer. An absolutely incredible footballer. But he's also injury prone. And last season, he had four different injuries. He had a calf problem early in the season. Then he had a hip injury. Then he had a thigh injury. And then he got hurt again before the Champions League final. Got hurt in the Wolves game. So as good as he is, as great as he is, he plays about half a season. That's what we get from him, is about half the season. And that's fine if Naby stays fit, because Naby can play the other half of the season. And if we can rotate them, and if we have a bit of luck and they don't get injured at the same time, we can always have one of them in the team at this, like at, at all times. And when one of them plays, we're an exceptional team. I think Simon Brundish said we're about a 98-point season team with Thiago. I think it's about 95 or 96 with Naby. So, you know, you average that out. That's 97 points across a season if they were to play half the season each. That's great. You've got Fabinho in the holding role. He's great. But he needs to be managed because he does break down. 
So Henderson can play those other games. You give Fabinho 28 starts in that role and give Henderson the other 10, that's fine. You give Henderson the dross, largely at home, grand. Sorted. That's two of our three midfield positions boxed off. But there is nobody good enough or ready to start in that third position. Henderson, not good enough. Milner, not good enough. Oxlade-Chamberlain, not good enough. Curtis Jones hasn't shown he's good enough. And Harvey Elliott's 19. Do you really think you're going to pin the hopes of the season on a 19-year-old with less than 10 Premier League starts under his belt, who, by the way, isn't really a midfielder? We need to sign a midfielder. It's as obvious as anything. And if we don't sign one this summer, next summer, Henderson's a year older, a year worse. Thiago's a year older. Naby Keita might be gone because his contract's up at the end of the season. Milner will be gone. Ox will be gone. Now you need three midfielders. If you don't sign one this summer, you could need three next summer. And that's working on the assumption that you're not going to replace or upgrade on Henderson. Get a young player in to develop behind Fabinho to eventually become the successor there. That's based on the idea that you're just signing to replace the three who'll go. So it could be four midfielders that you'd need, but we won't sign four in the summer. We won't even sign three in the summer. We'll sign two, we'll kick the can down the road, and once again we'll play with a shortened hand. And this is season after season after season because every single year we're one year behind where we should have been. Every year since winning the European Cup, we're a year behind where we should be because we didn't spend a penny. Well, we did. We spent four million on Harvey Elliott and two million on Sepp Vandenberg. We won the European Cup and that's what we did. Then we win the league with the exact same team that won the European Cup. But come the next summer, the wheels are starting to come off for certain players. Injuries are starting to rack up for certain players. Firmino has gone off the cliff. Milner can't play. Ox can't play. There's a lack of depth up front. There's issues at centre-back. We're still playing the pebble. So we signed Thiago. Great. Get that midfielder in. We signed James Milner. No, sorry. We signed Thiago Jota. So now we have our depth up front. But we don't sign the centre-back that we're desperate for. So we go into the next season and everybody gets hurt. And people are like, oh, well, we couldn't have foreseen injuries. You couldn't have foreseen Joel Matip and Joe Gomez get injured. Whatever about Virgil, the other two had history of injury. Long histories of injury. So you could have foreseen it. It was a nonsense. He took the cheap way out, tried to cut a corner, and it backfired. And we wouldn't have made the Champions League. 
the following season if certain things hadn't gone our way. If a certain someone hadn't gotten injured, we wouldn't have made the Champions League. Simple as that. We improved immensely once that injury took place. You go into last summer, we finally signed the centre-back we need. Now, there is a myth among Liverpool fans that we waited for Kanate. It's not true. We bid for David Carmel in the January. We bid for Duja Coletta Carr in the January. Coletta Carr was on his way to the airport to get on a plane to fly to Liverpool when Marseille called him back. This was reported by local patch journalists. We bid for two centre-backs in that window. Just because what we ended up with was Quebec and Davies doesn't mean that was the original plan. We bid for two players. So we didn't wait for Canate. The only player we've waited on is Virgil. And the only reason we waited on Virgil is because he agreed to join. Then Tom Werner made an absolute mess of the deal by mouthing off. Then we ended up having to pay about 15 million more than we were originally going to pay. But we'd given our word to Virgil. He'd given his word to Klopp. That's the only reason we waited for him. We haven't waited for anyone else. We were going to sign Jack Butland before we signed Allison. We didn't wait for Naby. We bought Naby. It's just that one of the terms of the deal was he couldn't come over till the next summer. But we didn't wait for him. We got the deal done. We didn't wait for Kanate. We bid for other players. So this idea that we have to wait for players is nonsense. I'm going to wait for Jude Bellingham. Okay. You show me the announced agreement that Jude, that Jude Bellingham is joining us. And then I'll, I'll believe that we're going to wait for him. Because if he's... If he hits the open market next summer we don't really stand a chance because the price will be way beyond what we will pay. The only way that deal happens is if we can get something done with Dortmund this summer or before the World Cup. Because if he has a great season with Dortmund and goes to the World Cup and catches fire, then there is no hope that we will get him because City will bid more, United will bid more, Chelsea will bid more, Real Madrid will bid more. And I'm not saying that we should compete with those clubs financially. I'm not saying that at all. But it would be nice if we competed with, I don't know, West Ham, Newcastle. And I don't just mean Newcastle since the Saudis came in. Newcastle have spent more than us over the last five years. And they haven't spent much this summer. West Ham has spent more than us over the last five years. You can go up and down and you can find the list of Premier League clubs that have spent more money than us. Arlette spend since 2018-19, that, that summer of 18, is 212 million-ish. Probably a little bit lower than that. Arsenal's is over double that. Villa's is 30 million more. Chelsea's is 120 million more. 
United's is bananas, <laughs> 400 million. Uh, Newcastle's is 253. Tottenham's is 271. Wolves have spent more than us, 234. And uh, West Ham spent 308. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The ninth highest spend over the last five years. Ninth. Now, Everton's will creep up once they get the Onana deal. The Onana deal has been announced. But theirs will creep up close to, closer to ours as well. Like, But ninth. So no one's asking for City type of money, United type of spending, reckless spending, anything like that. But like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could spend the same amount of money as West Ham United, who've never been in the Champions League, but yet over a five-year span have spent... 86 million more than us. You know, you look at our squad and it's not like it's without flaw. We could do with two midfielders in now. We could have been and should have been letting Milner go this summer. We should have been letting Ox go or Curtis go on loan because Curtis's development means that he needs a loan because he's not going to develop playing in this Liverpool team. He hasn't developed in two years. Why would we assume he'll develop now? He, no, let me say that again. He has developed off the ball. He has not developed at all on the ball. Um. So again, all I'm saying is, wouldn't it be nice if we could compete with West Ham? <laughs> wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be a great whole thing? You know, the team that finishes seventh don't have mega rich owners. They don't like their owners. And yet their owners are spending more than us. Arsenal fans hate their owners. They spent double what we've spent. United fans hate their owners. They've spent I'm not saying we should dislike our owners. Our owners are very good. They're good people. But every single year we're left short. Last year it was a midfielder. We got Ebu, and that's it. That's all we did. We got Ebu. We needed a midfielder. We were screaming out for one. Didn't get one. Cost us the title. We got Diaz in January. That was great. And this summer, you know, you have to like the signing of Darwin. But the other two we've brought in are kids. And we're still screaming out for that midfielder. And in fact, we, like I said, we need two now. Because Henderson has regressed so far. Milner, I mean, he's fine in spot appearances. But that's all. And then Ox and Curtis are for different reasons, in need of going from the club for, in Ox's case, permanently. In Curtis's case, a year, maybe two years. Just on a loan. Just somewhere to develop and play with less pressure. Because that's a big factor as well, is that when Curtis comes into the Liverpool team, he has to play with huge pressure because this team needs to win every game. Because that's the only way we're going to win the league. Um... And the Thiago injury, I mean, it just amplifies the issue. We have two world-class midfielders, Thiago and Fabinho. We have one very good midfielder in Naby Keita. 
unfortunately, Thiago and Naby basically combined to be one very, very good player now because they play about half a season each or they can only really handle half a season each. Fabinho is outstanding, but he's clearly worn down after the last few years and he's getting, he gets an injury every year, misses eight to ten games every season. You'd really like to see him have less of a burden on him and not have to do two people's jobs. Like one of the reasons Fab and Thiago and Naby break down is because two people have to do three people's work in midfield. It's just how it is. But yet, remember, it's their fault when the midfield falters. Not the fault of the fellow not doing his job. To go around the main Liverpool websites, this is Anfield have 23 new photos of the 80 million Anfield expansion and the new pitch that has been laid. Expansion looks to be going well. New pitch looks very good. Uh, There's there's actually two pieces about Thiago. Liverpool's Thiago conundrum, the good and the bad. The good is he's incredible. The bad is he can't stay fit. Uh, Liverpool consider championship loan for defender. Burnley would like to take Seth Vandenberg. I wouldn't send them there based on they've signed, I think, three centre-backs already this window. So I'd rather him go somewhere where we know he's going to play. Early changes and more defenders. How five sub-rule will impact the Premier League. Uh, Connor Cody joins Everton. The fact that Wolves are willing to let their captain leave on a free is um is notable. Um Liverpool field Liverpool field interest in young duo, both featured in under 21 opener. Oh, Jake Kane and Max Waltman, both subject of interest according to uh, Neil Jones. Obviously, Tyler Morton's gone on loan to Blackburn. Owen Beck to Familicia. Connor Bradley to Bolton. And Leighton Clarkson to Aberdeen. And if you haven't seen Leighton Clarkson's goal at the weekend, do go and find it. It is an absolute belter. Uh, it would probably be good for Jay Kane at 20 to get himself out on loan. Waltman's only 18, so it, it's not necessarily a must. Uh, he'll be 19 later this month. It's not necessarily a must that he goes out on loan. Um, be nice to keep him around for some extra depth and, and options at that level. Uh, Liverpool duo can be next, Roberto Firmino. I'm not even going to bother reading that. Liverpool quietly confirmed free signing as 51 million. Matthias Nunez transfer is tipped. Uh, there's a piece about Thiago's injury. Oh, so Spoofer with the catchphrase is, is suggesting uh, Nunez for us. Um, you never know, maybe he's right for once. Uh, Liverpool have confirmed the signing of Oladair Olufunwa from Southampton. A young centre-back, he's 20. He was released by Saints in the summer. Uh, he's been signed to play at the under-21 level and I don't imagine he will progress beyond that. But Stranger things have happened. PSG have shown Liverpool a twenty-two million pound midfield solution that Jurgen Klopp should consider. That is Fabio Ruiz, who would be outstanding. Liverpool could find Thiago replacement as transfer links with seventy-one million duo make sense. 
One is Marcelo Brozovic. He doesn't really make sense. He's an excellent player, and he could play the left-sided role in our midfield very well. He would profile very well in that role. Really good defensively, very good progressive passer, outstanding player. But he'll be 30 in November, and we could do it getting a bit younger in midfield. Uh, the other one, then, is across... I was going to say across Milan, but they play in the same stadium. So across the corridor in the AC Milan dressing room, Ishmael Benasser, outstanding Algerian midfielder, was formerly at Arsenal. Um, and Arsenal did what Arsenal do, which was something stupid. Let him go to Empoli for pennies. Milan picked him up after two years for in around 13, 14 million. And he has been tremendous since joining. He has been their best midfielder since joining them. Better than Cassie, better than Tonali. Vital player for them. Could play as the left-sided eight in our set setup, which could free Thiago to play on the right side, where he could be a bit more advanced, a bit more creative, and as I've said before, the best midfield that Jurgen Klopp has ever fielded for Liverpool for a run of games was Thiago, Fabinho and Ginny Wijnaldum. Nothing else has actually come close to that. The balance was perfect. Speaking of Ginny, he got a properly good reception from the um, the Roma faithful when he was unveiled the other day, which is great to see. And Benesser will only turn 25 in December. So he's right in that age group that you, we should be targeting. Now, for me, like I say, I, I would love us to get two midfielders. And him at 24 to turn 25 in December, and Nunez, who'll turn 24 later this month. Those two, profile-wise, perfect. Skill set-wise, perfect. Talent-wise, perfect. Neither of them seem to have much in the way of injury issues. They're the right age. There's loads of development to go with both of them. If we could, like, I would rather sign the two of them for 40 million apiece than sign Jude Bellingham. Because both of them are significantly better than Jude is now. Now, Jude might become a better player in three years, but the fee you pay for Jude is not the fee for what he is, it's for what you hope he will become. And that can be risky. Now, we've done it with Darwin, we've paid what we think Darwin will become. We haven't paid what he is now. If we were paying what Darwin is now, he'd be at 35, 40 million. What we hope he becomes is one of the best number nines in the world, which is why the price inclusive of add-ons will go to 85 million. But I would rather have a twenty soon to be 24-year-old Matthias Nunez, a 24-year-old Ishmael Benasser, adding them to our midfield. So now you've got those two, Fab, Thiago and Naby. That's a great five-man unit. Henderson's your sixth midfielder. That's outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. You can rotate them. You can manage minutes. You've got workhorses in there. You've got ball winners in there. You've got progressive passers in there. And you've got your captain in there as well. That's the ideal midfield group. Let Milner go. Let Ox go. Send Curtis out on loan. And use Harvey fits and bursts 
use him in midfield sometimes, use him in the forward line sometimes. He's 19. I mean, I'm, I'm not turning the team over to a 19-year-old. Especially when these two are significantly better than he is. I've gone off topic. Anyway, uh, Liverpool.com have uh, another Media Digest piece up. Liverpool wants 68 million Bernardo tra- Bernardo Silva transfer as Jurgen Klopp could seal midfield swap. Uh, oh, this is the Brozovic for Naby Keita or Bobby Firmino nonsense. Uh, Ginny Wijnaldum well received. Liverpool want to sign Bernardo Silva. I, I actually think if Klopp could have one player in the league, it probably would be Bernardo Silva. But there's absolutely no chance that he would sell him to us. Uh, he, if he does leave, it will be to Barcelona. We have a on AnfieldIndex.com. We have a new piece up. Uh, opinion: United's misery echoes our own dark days pre-Klopp. Uh, that is written by Greg Hudson, who is new to the site. Very, very in-depth piece. Well worth your while giving that one a read. Uh, Podcast-wise, there are three new ones. There is a fatigue index. Dr. Tom Little of Sheffield United joins to discuss nutrition and football and his book, The Colour Fit Method. Check that one out. There is an under pressure. Tandon taking a break from his busy, busy life to uh, rejoin the show. He sat with Dan, Dan and Simon to uh, go over that catastrophe on Saturday. And there is a new Pro Plus transfer roundup. Trev Downey and Dave Davis having a good old chat about the transfer market and a few of the bits and bobs. So give that one a listen too. And that is it. That is me. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.